Liz Rao definitely has a quirky sense of humor. She's an author and now a podcast host. But recently, she's undergone a major change in her life. VSG Bariatric Surgery. Now she's on a journey to discover health and happiness. Join her as she navigates this new world. This is Life with Liz. Today's podcast is brought to you by LizraOfficial.com. You all know I love to write about witches, and now I have t-shirts to also talk about witches. Go to LizraOfficial.com slash shop and use my promo code Liz10 to get 10% off your first order. Hello, 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 everyone. Sorry, it's been two weeks since my last podcast, but... uh, you know, I want I want to keep this podcast to when I have updates and when I'm going through different phases. So this last phase lasted two weeks. So ergo, it's been two weeks. So I hope everyone's been doing well. I myself have now had my VSG surgery. So for those of you who are new to this podcast, that means I had a gastric sleeve. So it's not a lap band. It's not a bypass where they completely reroute to your intestines. It is an actual sleeve that they make. They cut out 80% of your stomach. Yes, you heard me right, 80%. It seems crazy, right? Um, But what it does is it actually makes like a little sleeve um, connecting your um, esophagus to your intestines and so on and so forth. So that is why it's called a sleeve. Long story short, sorry, I babble. Welcome to my show. The thing is, is that I had done so much research ahead of my surgery, had done all my classes, you know, six months to do this. Uh, My insurance was qualified and covered it. My insurance even covered my little leg compressions. I don't have to send them back. They're mine forever. So I guess if I get a cramp, I can put on my little leg compression belt. But it's no matter how much you prepare yourself for, everybody's experience is different. Case in point, um, through my support group, I met a girl, Haley, who went in like literally right before me, two hours before me was her surgery. And she just like recovered like a champ. She was up walking, she was drinking all her fluids the first day, wasn't nauseous, didn't need any pain meds. I was not that case. So here's how it goes. You go to the hospital, my doctor requires four hours early, or wait, no, two and a half hours early, Sorry, it's been a while. Um, And you do all your admission paperwork, and then you just sit there. You sit and sit and sit and wait for them to call you back. They told me 20 minutes. It was an hour. That's the worst part. For me, I, I, I don't like to be bored. I don't like to sit at an idle speed. Um, once you go back, things move very, very quickly. They have you change in a gown. You have to pee in a cup if you're a woman because you could be pregnant. Um, and then they start... You have to go over your list of medications and things that you do and don't do like 400 times. Everybody that comes in asks you. I find it comical because I said I'm allergic to Tylenol because it makes me so nauseous and so sick. And then they try to give me Tylenol multiple times. And I also said, you know, I don't, morphine's not the best for me. I actually do better with Dilaudid. And I know this because 10 years ago, I had to have emergency surgery and have my ovary removed. And um, I went through every pain med there was. Turns out Tortle, totally allergic to, gives me hives. So, you know, I, I know what I can and can't take. I talked with my anesthesiologist. 
Um, they were playing 80s music while I was in there, so that was pretty fun during surgery. Because when I went in, you're, you're totally awake while they, like, pump you up in the, in the surgery room. And so I'm, like, singing and having a good time, and then I just suddenly wake up in my room throwing up. Like, it's that fast. I don't remember anything about um, the recovery period where they allegedly woke me up. Have no clue. Have no record of it. My husband was not allowed to come back to recovery with me. So, you know, sure. Sure, they did their job. I have no idea. And he said I was talking far before I actually remember. The first thing I remember is them forcing me out of my bed to go sit in a chair. And I just start throwing up. And it was disgusting because it was almost like I was throwing up, um, you, you know, TMI, but it was almost like a, like a, uh, like a bile or something, but it was so much. And, um, and there was this brown stuff and I thought, am I throwing up blood? Is that blood from the surgery? Is it from the tube? Like no one ever answered me that to my knowledge. Um, but once they, then they make you go walk down the hall which again, I didn't really want to do at that point. And my husband, while I was walking, goes, you know, I see you're giving her morphine because there's a board in your room. She, she said repeatedly she reacts much better to Dilaudid. So the minute they switched that out, it was like night and day. All of a sudden I was up, I was ready, I was chatty freaking Kathy, um, per usual, did not really sleep, saw that one coming. And so, like, every two hours, I would, I was, like, I got to get up, and so I would just walk, and um, I remember waking up one time, because they would give me, like, a little bit of pain medicine, and it would knock me out for about mm, 30 minutes or so, and then I would just, like, watch my iPad the rest of the time. So I got up at 1, I got up at 3, I got up at 5, and at 5 o'clock, I just stood out in the hallway and started talking to my nurses. They were fantastic. I'm sure I was the most annoying freaking person because I, I was not sleeping. I was the only one not sleeping. And um, because the whole hall is full of people with bariatric surgeries that day. And I'm the one who's, I'm like, just chatting. I couldn't even tell you what I was talking about, but I distinctly remember standing at the nurse's station, annoying the shit out of them. So God bless my nurses. They were awesome. Um, as expected, the worst pain I had the whole time was the gas pain. Because normally, um, in the past, it's always traveled to my shoulder. This time, it traveled to my back. And I mean, horrible, horrible, because it's just an ache. And so I ended up having to like lay on my side, like kind of curled. And this morning nurse came in and she was like, you're supposed to be in the chair. And I was like, I'm sorry, this is the only position I can be in where my back does not hurt. And so she was like, fine, I'll let you, I'll let you do it. Um, and for the record, I had no idea I was supposed to be in the chair. Um, but then I, you know, I just kept trying to walk and walk and walk and it does go away. Um, because I don't do Tylenol, they sent me home with Oxy. I didn't really even have to take it because my doctor does something called an on-cue pump. And I think I've talked about this before. So it's this little pain pump with two little catheters that go, I have like an upper belly button. Like when you look at my incisions, there's one hole like directly above my belly button, like a couple inches. And that is where the catheter went in. So it went directly into the incision site and released local anesthetic. So I wasn't having to like pump pain pills all the time. And on day three of recovery, my husband chickened out when there was just a slight little resistance. So I pulled it out. 
You're welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Tough as nails. Me strong like ox. And yeah, I mean, the pain coming home was like nothing. That gas pain was by far the worst. So I was only in the hospital a night. Um, I probably came home by noon the next day, I would say. Um, Slept the majority of the day. Now, my husband slash nurse Bossy Bridges was just brutal in his insistence to make me follow the rules. <laughs> um, it was like, you got to get up. You got to put these pain pumps on. You got to walk. You got to drink your fluids. And let me tell you, the first thing you want to do the, like, is sleep. You don't want to be having to force yourself to drink these fluids, which takes an extraordinarily long time, or at least it did for me. You're not at all hungry. If you are hungry, it's definitely a mind hunger. You think you should be eating. You're thinking about food, but your stomach will tell you, nope, you, nope you're not really hungry. Um, so that's hard. It's hard to really listen to your body. Um, I know a lot of people really struggle with that. They they complain about hunger pains coming out of surgery. Um, it really is mind over matter at that point. Um, to force yourself to drink shakes and waters, nothing tastes good. So you're going to think, oh, I can't even stomach this shake. It's not even necessarily the shake. Like because of the tube they put down your throat, everything tastes metallic. It took me until about day six to get rid of that, day six post-op. Um, by day seven, I could easily drink. I could easily get my shakes down in my little portion cups that I bought. You know, they're like a couple bucks at Walmart for a little a four-ounce serving sleeve. Um, and I had to, I have to do that diet for two weeks. So I'm just coming up at the end of my two weeks for liquids only. It wasn't like you could do liquids and purees or applesauce. Like it was shakes and water and a little bit of soup. Um, the broth was like a lifesaver because I like to take cans of Amy's soup and cook them and then just strain them out. So it's just broth. And that had more flavor for me than anything. So it's important to stay hydrated, but you also have to still get your protein. So you have to do the shakes. That's just how it is. A lot of people who can't do the shakes or just need something different will take the soup and um, isotene powder, like flavorless powder, and stir that in. For me, that was a harder route. So I just sucked it up and drank the shakes. Hey everyone, you all know how much I love my natural clean protein shakes. I use Orgain. Orgain is completely clean, plant-powered, dairy-free, and tasty. It is so hard to find a shake that's not like gritty or chalky or leaves you gagging afterwards, and I didn't have any of that with Orgain. In fact, it's the only reason I was able to really get through my first two weeks of post-op when I was on liquids only. So I want to share the experience with you. Go to Orgain.com, use my promo code LizRow30, and get 30% off your first order. Again, that's Orgain.com, promo code LizRow30. The other like really, really hard thing about the first week is that because of the tube um, that they intubate you with, like I would have kind of like a burning down my esophagus and then there'd be like a little bubble every time I um, would take a drink and you could you could almost feel like when it entered the sleeve because of that bubble. Um, again, like I woke up day seven and that was completely gone. It's just because of that tube and all the gas pain and um, you just came out of major surgery. So give you... Like, give yourself a break, right? Um, so, otherwise, recovery, I mean, was 
fairly easy. Every day I get a little bit stronger. Now I'm only taking in like 275 calories a day. So I'm already down 20 pounds. And my pre-op, I had to do liquids as well, but I was drinking a lot more shakes per day and water um, because I could, right? Um, I could drink a whole shake in one setting and be fine. Post-op, you can't really do that. So pre-op, I only lost about like three pounds, maybe four. Post-op, like I said, I'm down 20 pounds now. Um, So as far as that goes, I'm losing weight, but I know it's because I'm only taking in 275 calories to 300 a day. Because again, those shakes, you're drinking um, small four-ounce portions six times a day, every two hours. And in between that, you're supposed to be drinking as much water as you can. Um, Now, I haven't gotten to the point where I've drank too much shake too fast or too much water too fast. Um, I'm getting about 30 grams of protein a day, which due to the portion size, I think that's fine. Um, And I am hitting my 64 ounce water goal. It took me a while to get there. Um, At first, I could only do 40 ounces because it is so much more difficult than I ever really um, could have guessed. As a person who drank like 130 ounces of water before, I always, I'm like, I don't have hunger pains, but I have like hydration pains. I feel like I'm thirsty all the time. Um, And to get 64 ounces a day is just still a challenge. So I recommend you find a sugar-free, low-calorie something to put in your water. Um, I found out that lemonade was probably the best for me to make sure I'm getting in all my water because um, just using those little Crystal Light Zero Flavor packages because the tartness kept making me go back and drinking more. Um, But it's hard. It's so much harder than I really, truly, like, my dietitian is right. And I, like, the whole time I was, like, rolling my eyes in classes, like, yeah, yeah, it can't be that hard. It is. It is. I was wrong. They were right. Um, (laughs) So I have that going on, um, but I am hitting my goals for now. Now, um, I get to start purees this week. I went ahead and pre-made some purees because, one, I'm a little bored (laughs) during the recovery process because there's not a whole lot you can do other than walk. Um... So I have a blog on my website. Now, I am vegetarian. I will do eggs and fish, but I'm not going to puree eggs and fish because that just sounds disgusting. Um, and I love tofu. And tofu is made from a bean, a soybean. So three ounces of tofu is nine grams of protein. So one pack essentially has 40 grams of protein. So I took one pack of tofu and amongst spread it amongst recipes that I like to make in general. So before this surgery, you know, if I was going to eat a baked potato, I would make a broccoli spinach pesto. I love it. It's tasty. Only has like three or four grams of protein. So what I did is I cooked that and added in my three ounces of protein, blended it, and voila. Now I have a tofu broccoli pesto that has more protein um, and it's still a puree. So still tasty. Um, I'm excited for the puree stage just to have a different flavor of something um, and a little more satisfaction. Um, I will say at the end of the two weeks, it's hard to just keep doing shakes, but I'm going to stick to the plan. Um, my doctor has it for a reason. I'm seeing results from it. I'm healing fabulously. So I'm going to stick to the plan. That's what I'm going to do. Um, 
But if you're interested in that blog and things that I did to get a little more creative, I know everyone loves the ricotta bake. Well, I'm dairy-free suckers. So ricotta bake, not going to work for me. Go to my go to my Instagram page. I have it linked in my bio um, of all my blogs. And you can kind of see what I did to get a little more creative. Um, I think creativity is going to go far in this new world in my diet because um, I just... You know, I don't want to eat just a piece of fish every night once I'm allowed to eat. I want to really still be able to have a variety of meals and still feel totally satisfied. And I love to cook. So it was also kind of fun for me. So if you go to my Instagram page at Liz Rao Official, go to my bio, you'll see a link there and you can click on it and go straight to my blogs and see what I did. I would love to hear your feedback on what you did for purees. Um, so I have that going on for me. I bought a couple more stuff. I am contemplating making a dairy-free ricotta because everyone just seems to really love it and there's a brand out there called Kite Hill and they make an almond ricotta cheese and it still has pretty good uh, a pretty good source of protein as well so contemplating that uh, I don't know I'll let you know um, the other thing I wish people had kind of warned me about more especially in my classes is during those two weeks post-op when you're on as for me, anyway, I was on liquids only. Some people get to jump to, like, soft foods right away. Um, you will get dizzy. You just will. You're taking in so few calories. And if you're walking, like, so what happens is I make sure I walk enough during the day that I'm, I end up burning off the same amount of calories that I'm intaking. So, like, I'm really, like, neutralized and netted at zero at that point. But um, you're taking in so few calories and... It's a little harder to stay hydrated because it takes you all day long to drink the 64 ounces. So you will get dizzy. It's just a fact. And I found that no matter how slowly I stand up, I still get dizzy. Um, so just expect that. Nothing's wrong with you all. Um, it's just because of that low calorie intake. So the, once you start adding in more and more and more, that will go away, that side effect. Um, a lot of people get nauseous. I did not have that. But again, I was also not taking pain pills because I had my on cue pump. So I think the nausea probably has more to do with the pain medicine. Um, like for me and morphine, I was so nauseous on that. The minute they switched me to Dilaudid, I was fine. So that could be a factor as well. Um, because obviously the more nauseous you are, the less likely you're going to want to drink your shake or drink your water, right? And I have to say, I'm kind of down for the leg compressors. Um, here, you have to wear those. My doctor said, you know, minimum two weeks. If you can do it four, I'd prefer that. Um, sometimes insurance will cover them. Sometimes they won't. Mine actually went defunct about mm, seven days in. They um, just kept beeping horribly, horribly. Um, all these, like, error signs would pop up. So I finally called, and I was like, like, these are just not working. I called the number on the back of the box. And so they sent me new ones. They work like a charm. And the guy's like, yeah, these have been uh, defective. We've been having some problems. Okay, maybe send like a note with the package next time. Um, but it's nice. It's like a little massage on your leg. Um, it does suck to sleep in them because they're loud. Technically, you only have to wear them two hours a day. But Sleeping in them is like the best time to wear them because you're laying down. They're afraid of blood clots, and obviously when you're laying down, it's going to go to your heart faster. So um, 
wear the leg compressors, guys. Follow the rules. Follow the plan. Um, it's going to be hard. It's, it's not completely easy. Um, follow your steps. The other thing I will say is get an online support group. So you have your dietitian and you have your doctor, but um, I know in Colorado at this particular clinic I'm at, they have an online Facebook support group, and it's awesome. You get to hear everyone's stories and really connect. And then on Instagram, there's the VSG follow train. And so, again, then you have a worldwide network to talk to and rely on. And the most amount of support I've gotten through this process has been through that online support group. People have been awesome and amazing and so encouraging. And I thank you all. Um, because not everyone in my life has been that supportive. Um you know, not saying they're unsupportive, but that online support group was just ideal and necessary and kind of has given me the strength to continue talking about this. Um, the other thing I wanted, the other people I would like to thank during my recovery, uh, Bravo TV. Thanks, guys. I've never watched more Real Housewives in my life. Uh, Below Deck, you're awesome. And I, I started watching Vintage Housewives. That's right. And I went back to the beginning of Jersey. Let me tell you what, there's nothing like the first two seasons of Jersey. It is fan-freaking-tastic. And I ended up doing that because, um, just a side note, if you don't follow pop culture, Dina Manzo, who's hus- um, who was on the first two seasons, um, her ex-husband was arrested for allegedly hiring a mob contact to beat her and her husband. That's right. You heard me. So then I had to, I just had to go back. I had to watch it. I had to keep my eye out for any sort of little mob connection because I still definitely think they're out there. Um, and, you know, they always denied it on their first two seasons, but Bravo Historian on Instagram did a deep dive, and it's interesting. It's really fucking interesting. Sorry for the language. Um, but, yeah, so recovery is boring. There's only so much TV or Netflix you can watch, but Housewives gets me every time. They're always there to support me. I would also like to thank my husband because for six days, he like treated me like patient zero and anything I asked, he did. Um, I actually think I was a better patient than I thought I was going to be. Um, and then on day six, he said, you're no longer patient zero. You can do this yourself. So there's that. Except for lifting things, I'm pretty much self-sufficient at this point. Um, but he was a champ. He was a real freaking champ. The other thing I just want to say to you all is it's just slow and steady. No one's winning this race. It's not a competition with the, um, you know, the person down the hall from you who just got the surgery too. Everybody is different. There are stalls. There are adjustments that have to be made. This is life. It's not just... A simple pattern that we can all follow. So stick to your diet plan, stick to your workout routine. Not all exercises made the same and find that online support group because you will be amazed at where your inspiration will come from once you begin this journey. And if you're already on this journey and you want to come on this show, send me a message. Let me know. Um, I would love to have a lot of guests on this show who have also done this and hear what's worked for them, what hasn't worked for them. And what, do you, what else do you all want to hear? What do you want to know? Um, because I'm going to continue this on. Um, and then I did have a message on Instagram that talked about my hospital bag and what I took. Guys, I have a video on Instagram on my IGTV of everything I took, and I used it all. 
I took one of my Liz Route official bags from my website. It's just a tote bag. Uh, it was perfect size. And that's all I, I packed. Um, my blanket I took. Thank God I took a fuzzy blanket because it was like such a source of comfort for me. Um, I'm happy I took my face wash and my little makeup wipes because I found sticky stuff on me for days from all the stuff they taped to you. And um, all my chargers. You know, I used it. I was on my iPad and I was on my phone because I can't sleep. Um, other than that, I wore the same hospital to and from. I had a little like... Um, like sweatpant material jumper, like a little romper um, that was super comfortable. And I took my slippers with a little back on them for grip to walk in and like walk down the hall to and from um, versus the socks because the slippers were more comfortable. And, you know, that's really about it. I took my peppermint oil, um, which I'm glad because I put it on my back and then um, the one surprising thing I had is I had a lot of pain in my arm where they put the IV, um, and I put peppermint oil on that because I don't know why, but when they removed my IV, my arm was swollen for about a week. Um, it's gone down now, but I can still feel the lump where they stuck in the IV, um, cause they did it in my arm and not my elbow. And, uh, I got bruises from that, which is, I bruise easily, but normally IVs and me have no issues. Um, but that peppermint oil really got rid of that bruising quickly for me. I still have scars on my abdomen. Um, I have not started using vitamin E oil on them because some of them still have glue. And I'm trying really hard not to pick at it and just let them let that glue stuff fall off naturally. And once that happens, I'll start putting vitamin E on it, which will help the scarring. Otherwise, guys... Drop me your thoughts. Let me know what you think um, about your VSG surgery and things that have helped you, things that you wish you had done differently. And let's keep it real. Let's keep it honest. And let's talk soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Life with Liz.